To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. The affiliate links are in the description down below. Welcome to the Q&A podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, go to positivesarcasm.com uh, for anything PS related. If you have questions, concerns, you can hit the contact section of that page. Um, like, subscribe, share, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. Other ways of contacting me is through my Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm if you have questions, concerns, or requests there. Uh, facebook.com slash pos sarcasm and this is available on youtube under positive sarcasm podcast it's on rumble uh also at at positive sarcasm and then the audio version of this platform is available anywhere where podcasts are available including spotify iHeartRadio, tune in podcast addict and of course substack um, the affiliate links down below are for financial and mental health purposes. So if you are looking to get get a, a jump start on some of your individual finance goals, there is the Webull app, which will give you an IRA option, cash management, free stocks when you sign up, and um, an array of other options. And then, of course, if you want to diversify your apps, there is the there is uh what is that is eToro eToro I believe is thirty dollars free when you sign up. There is also the Mumu app which I will eventually put a link to as well in the description down below. Just little ways you can gain a little extra cash um, during this uh, during this quite ever changing year of 2024. If you're looking for uh, therapeutics. Um, when I mean therapy, I mean like mental health counseling. There is bet there is an app, a link for BetterHelp.com down there, just in case you need to talk to somebody. There is also a Lifeline.org uh, link there, and some wellness guides also near the bottom for uh, Mel Robbins and Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. If you are looking to get into some other that uh, some of that stuff as well, uh, Dr. Peterson is currently uh, uh, on tour. So check your listings at, uh, I believe, jordanbpeterson.com for um, all his places he's going to be hitting near you. So we had tried uh, Dear Abby uh, on Wednesday for a bonus episode of this podcast. So we're going to be returning to dig.com. The goal of this podcast is, of course, to basically reach across the Internet to see what individual concerns, questions, and worries people have going on in their daily lives, see what they're dealing with, try to understand their situation, answer it as best as possible given the situation, and see what translates, because when people ask these questions, there's usually a small portion of it that has everything to, that has also something to do with maybe what's going on in your life as well. So maybe you could take not all of the uh, knowledge from the entire request, but maybe some of it will also translate to your own life so you can make better decisions going forward. So that being said, we are going to return to dig.com this week to source out this, uh, to source out the Q and a. And once again, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can reach me directly positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Um, and if you if you've reached me before through your natural channels are more than welcome. All questions, concerns, and comments are welcome friends foes heads shoulders knees and toes sip of water and let's go ahead and get into the first question which i think is going to be quite the interesting one sorry i had pt today boxing class i think i did pretty well 
my trainer thinks I'm doing well anyways. Um, anyways, so all the description, all the affiliate links are in the description down below. Go ahead and check them all out, whatever you feel is necessary, or maybe if you don't even deem it necessary, give it a shot. Give it a shot anyways. It might do you good. I'm not sure I need this hand sanitizer uh, anymore, but I'll keep it here because it's not really hurting anybody. Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, dig.com Q&A. Uh, do I want to throw this up on the screen? Yeah, I might as well. I mean, I have that second screen for a reason. Here we go. <clears throat> excuse me. My son passed away in a car accident eight months ago, leaving my daughter-in-law, who I'll call Nancy, with my grandchildren, who are three-year-old twins. They live in a big city, and they always flew home for Christmas, even though even before they were married. I'm very worried about Nancy and my grandchildren. Uh, Nancy works a very busy job and seems overwhelmed. She refused to fly here for Christmas this year, even though it's barely a three-hour flight, and she visited her family for her Jewish holidays in another state. And she only reluctantly offered for me to stay with them when I insisted I wanted to see my grandchildren for the holidays. When I arrived, the house was a mess, and she seemed frazzled, and I couldn't socialize very much. The kids seemed miserable, and they were throwing tantrums, and she seemed too tired to adequately take care of them for the week I was there. The... Things have been frosty ever since she refused to let my grandsons be baptized, so I didn't want to criticize her and make things worse, but the situation seems unattainable, untenable excuse me, at this point. I gently suggested getting a house cleaner, and she said that she couldn't afford it, even though I'm sure that my son's life insurance must have left her with a hefty sum. I also suggest that it might be good for her to get a less busy job that pays more. Uh, she's an attorney for a nonprofit, and it would be more lucrative and less stressful for her to get a more traditional lawyer job she got angry when i suggested it and i don't understand why she won't make these kinds of changes to make her life easier i also suggested that she could move in with me and i'd pay all the relocation expenses i have lots of space since your buck goes further in the midwest and there's a church down the street that has free daycare for the boys i could even watch them on my time off she told me bluntly that she thought i should get a hotel and I acquiesced since she seemed so upset. I just don't understand what I'm supposed to do or how to help. She won't answer my calls now, and it's been over a week, and been over a week and a half since I FaceTime with my grandkids. Um, all right, so your son passed away. Okay, so we're yeah we're starting off heavy. So your son passed away, and it not only has affected you, but it has also affected the daughter-in-law and the grandchildren as far as the okay everybody's hurting eight months ago is is fresh if this was if this was if this was any other situation um this would still be fresh and would have to be handled delicately if this was a breakup it would have to be slow to regain trust if this was a um a betrayal of uh, of fidelity then it would have to go slow but if this was a relocation it would have to be slow to get acclimated this is the death of a son uh, a parent is never supposed to get bury their child so for this to happen and for a mother with children to lose her her rock per se is deeply traumatizing Especially in the way he apparently uh, passed away. 
So offering to move them, it seems it's it's a lot. This person is obviously going through something and they're trying to deal with it the best way possible. And I think all you should be doing besides making you shouldn't be making suggestions. You should just be offering support. Um, offer and you you mentioned a couple things which I have questions about. So your daughter-in-law is is Jewish and she visited. She used to visit for Christmas and stuff like that. Okay, that's fine. Um, let's see. Things have been frosty ever since she refused to let my grandsons be baptized. All right, that's so that seems like a real sticking point. Why? Why are you suggesting that they get baptized? Because first of all, if she's Jewish, why would they be getting baptized? That seems like a very personal family preference that you maybe should reconsider. Um, for the just so you folks know, Jewish people don't get baptized; they get bar mitzvahed. So you're asking, you're suggesting that they basically go a different route religion-wise is obviously going to ruffle some feathers, especially. And you, you didn't mention when you suggested that. I don't know if you mentioned that before the death of your son or after. Um, before would be bad after would be far worse that shouldn't even be on your mind not it shouldn't be something that you should be bringing up at all uh and then you making suggestions about how she should live her life right now is um not good i guess let's just put it that way you basically she doesn't want to speak to you because you've made some really poor suggestions um and you obviously i guess you obviously did not get the hint when she refused these things and didn't want to do certain things and forced you to stay at a hotel um yes an apology is in order and you just need to say hey you need i understand that my suggestions and my reaction to things have been inappropriate and i just want to be here to support you you are going through a ton so whatever you decide to do you have my support you are my daughter-in-law um and that's it. And obviously, whatever your daughter-in-law decides to do, maybe she decides she needs to start dating again or get married or she just needs time to herself. She's trying to figure things out. Um, you can only be there to support her. And that's it. That's really all you can do because this is probably one of the most traumatizing things she's ever had happen to her in her entire life. She doesn't have a partner anymore. She doesn't have her support. She has children that are without a father, which is absolutely terrible so they have to rely on mom to get everything to, to they have to rely on mom and that's that's tough that's tough for her it's tough for the kids it's tough for everybody but as the the grandmother you just have to be supportive and that's it otherwise this is going this is what happened is what's going to happen every single time <laughs> boy i'm thirsty today Okay, let's move on to the next one. Frosty. Uh, okay. I travel for business. There are places in your country, in your country, I'm assuming you're meaning us, uh, where women address all men as dear or sweetie, and no amount of requesting to stop will break the cultural norm. So wait a minute. There are places in your country where women address all men as dear or sweetie. And no amount of requesting to stop this, to stop will break this cultural norm. Okay, 
Having been fired from one job for addressing a female coworker as dear, I resent women in these places refusing to stop addressing me as such. To them, I am the one in the wrong. Part of my issue is that my beloved wife of many years has never called me dear. She's the one woman I would like to address me as such, but she thinks it's a foolish thing to do and won't. It bothers me enough that I have told my boss that I won't travel to those areas of the country anymore. As he's a good boss and I am an excellent employee, he does his best to give me assignments outside of the dear sweetie territories. Are you being too sensitive? Yes, I think you are being too sensitive. Um, I understand that in workplaces where, so this is not a, this is women calling men dear and sweetie. That, I understand those, I've been in those territories before, and those people are just being nothing but kind. It's only, excuse me, it's only kindness that they address you as such. That is all it is. There's nothing more than that. The fact that your your wife refuses to address you in a, in a term of endearment um, is a conversation you should be having with your wife. And if she has concerns with, and obviously addressing your relationship, your marriage, whatever is is top priority. Because if there's something if, if there's something wrong, you should talk about it and and listen and see what the problem is, so that. This refusal to call you dear or sweetie is not a small thing. Make sure it is a small thing, but not a big thing. Or just getting to the root of it. But you shouldn't be, because your wife won't do it, you shouldn't be taking it out on coworkers that do that. And there does seem to be a lot of sensitivity uh, on this person's part, this man's part. But there's no malfeasance, I think is the word. It doesn't seem, in this scenario, and only in this scenario, it does not seem like there is any mal intent behind these women and what what they are calling you. Now, I totally get it. On the If you were to flip this over and you had a man in the workplace calling all the women sweetie and dear, there would be some questions. Um... It depends on the workplace. It depends on the people. If you have no, when you say that, if you have no malintent behind it, it will show. If there is no malintent behind it, it will basically. So, sweetie, sweetie is too sweet. Deer is, deer can be kind. Sweetie can be a lot if it's coming from a man. So, if the roles are reversed, yes, there is some concern here. Just to be off the top of my head, there would be, but we're not in that situation. This man seems to be upset by the fact that his wife won't call him these terms and upset at everybody else who does. So that might be something we're talking to uh, a a therapist about for a little bit. And then, of course, that, of course, having a conversation with your wife as well to see just to find out why. But if she doesn't want to do it, you can't force her to do it. And this is not a deal breaker. This isn't a deal breaker. There are many other things that could be deal breakers, but this isn't it. So maybe you are being too sensitive and try to be appreciative of those people who are actually willing to talk to you at all. Let's move on to the next one. I have been, I've been with a small business for 20 years. 
handling office duties as the secretary and bookkeeper. The owner, an elderly man who has a peculiar ha, who has peculiar habits and is paranoid about various matters, once misspelled my email address on his phone in 2019. Instead of the correct format, a oh, instead of the correct format, first name at mycompany.com, he added an A. First name capital A at mycompany.com. Therefore, when he emails me from his phone, he is mistyping my email address. Despite my explaining the mistake and clarifying that it was saved incorrectly on his phone, as well as showing him that he has been mistyping it, every few months he questions how many company email addresses I have just one. And it, he questions how many email addresses I have and accuses me of manipulating the company email settings to create a second secret address. It's worth noting that our email server is configured to route all incoming emails, even those addressed to incorrect company addresses under mycompany.com, to his email. He requires that he be CC'd on all incoming emails and all outgoing emails and insinuates I have created this second secret email to hide th company things from him. I can show him the email server settings that prove each employee only has one account and prove that my first name A at mycompany.com does not exist at all, but he doesn't understand. His conspiracy theories persist despite the facts that he can talk circles around me. What should I say? Um, I would, I would update your resume. I would update your resume, lock something in outside of work, and then if you are intent on keeping this job, if this is a job you'd like, and this is just one minor issue, maybe explain to your boss, look, this thing you keep accusing me of has gone too far. I haven't done anything other than my job. The company email thing is ridiculous. I don't know why you keep bringing this up. If it happens again, I'm submitting my notice. Simple as that. And stand by your word and make sure you have something line up, lined up so if you do decide to go that route, you, you're you not you know, falling on a sword or anything like that. You're not uh, like, oh, well, geez, he called my bluff. Now I'm screwed. So at this point, find the job, tell him to stop, knock it off, fix his phone, and if he does, and if there's an issue, well, whether he, whether you have to put in your notice or he throws you out of the office, either way, you're out of there, no longer a problem. Move on to the next thing. And I think that's how, I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, people are at the end of the day, they're only as loyal as their paychecks. So, let's move on to the next one. I love to cook and I've been cooking for family, friends, and neighbors, mostly as a way of thanking them for a favor uh, or the extra or for extra help with an errand. I'm handicapped and unable to get out much. Okay. One friend of over 50 years has been a guest in my home numerous times over the years and has taken home many leftovers. I recently mentioned that I was making dinner for a neighbor. She asked what was on the menu and I told her. Her response that sounds disgusting, yuck, followed by a gagging sound. Needless to say, I was hurt, insulted, shot, and shocked, and told her so. She did not apologize or try to make amends for her remarks. Since then, I've been having a hard time speaking to her. She had the nerve to ask when we would be getting together again. I cooked good, tasty, and flavorful dishes, and to even suggest I would make something disgusting was an, ins an insult of major proportions. She has always been outspoken, but this time she went too far. 
Do I ignore her rudeness, demand an apology, or blow off a 50-year friendship? Um, you've always, you said this person's always been outspoken, and yeah, maybe they did something a little too much. Start by talking to them. Be like, listen, I, you know, I love having these dinners and people over, and I've known you for 50 years, but the whole that comment kind of bothered me. It really did, and I've had a hard time like looking at you or speaking at you after you made that comment. Um, I'd love to have you around, but that comment really does bother me, and I can't get over it to the point where I'm not sure I can talk to you anymore because of it and really make that divide known that that problem or that comment really really bothered you and if they do fear that they've ruined a friendship then they will either apologize or tell me to or tell you to lighten up but you know it's a little comment it would be an easy apology it could be easily be made and then this thing could move forward but if they don't and they just insist that it was no big deal and that food was disgusting, blah, 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 well, I understand your point of view towards this. But I would start with talking first before cutting off communication. And you may have some validity. I mean, everything else that was made, you know, people coming over and stuff. I mean, let's see. One friend of over 50 years has been a guest in my home numerous times over the years and has taken home many leftovers. Okay, so they do like some or a lot of your of your cooking. It's just that this time, what was on the menu, her response, she just didn't like it. I don't think they – it wasn't that they didn't like your cooking. From what it sounds like, at second glance, what it sounds like is they don't like that kind of food, regardless of who's preparing it. You know, so I think that is the sticking point. I don't think I don't think it's a reflection on your cooking. This person is obviously very outspoken. They don't like that. So that is it's not their thing. But you can talk it out and ask them, do you actually like what I cook? Like, do you like the food that I cook? Does it taste good and stuff like that? And it's like, well, why did OK, then why did you say this about this particular dish? Because that really upset me. So there are ways to approach this properly by and most importantly by being honest and then see where the and see where it leads to because obviously if they like being around you and like eating your food I could absolutely see where they would change and improve their thought process. Let's move on to the next one. How many more do I got? I think I got like one or two left. Okay. <clears throat> Is that it? Nope, mentioned making dinner. Okay. Well, uh, during a family trip with my in-laws this holiday season, everyone gathered, including my wife and her sister, brother-in-law, and nephew. I've never been chosen to. I've never been close to my wife's family. They made jokes insinuating that I'm snobbish due to our offering our differing backgrounds. On Christmas Eve, I found out that there was a planned lunch to which everyone was invited except me. My wife mentioned they assumed, but I would. In, I wouldn't enjoy the food and decided I prefer I'd prefer my own plants. I ended up skipping lunch when they invited me after I was asked about it and booked the first flight home without notifying anyone. Was this an overreaction on my part? 
Um, so wait a minute. During a field trip, my in-laws holiday season, everyone gathered, including my wife and her sister, brother-in-law and nephew. I've never been close to my wife's family. Okay. So you've never been close with them. It's fine. They made jokes insinuating that I'm snobbish due to differing backgrounds. All right. So they, they don't feel inclined to invite you. They don't feel inclined to invite you because they find you to be snobbish and uh, dismissive of them. Well, that's a conversation you should definitely have with your wife and then maybe have a conversation with certain parts of their family. Because if you did want to actually go, you would show that you'd wanted to go. You know, I know that hanging out with people's families during the holidays can be a little odd or awkward or tough, but um, as the man, it, it look, you just got to show up and be strong and be supportive of the person you're with and the kids and just the overall environment. Because it's not just your feelings and your thoughts and your opinions that are at that dinner table. It's everybody's. It's everybody's. And they're just trying to be together because that's the thing to do. That is the thing to do. So there might, this situation needs a little repair. And I think it's on you to make to start those repairs to make those repairs to talk with your wife and then having a conversation with the wife and understanding what's going on in her head and then from there maybe making some effort to can have like a some type of relationship with the parents with the family you know that that seems like the right thing to do anything that's anything that seems like the right thing to do um i would encourage here we go <clears throat> Let's do one more. Why do women feel like... Whoa. Is this how we're really going to end? Okay. Well, might as well just read it. Why do women feel like only a bigger penis can satisfy them? Um, that's... That, uh, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. I mean, obviously, if you have some shortcomings, it's perfectly understandable, but you can do a lot with a little. And um, when it comes to how your performance, it's not just that. There are many flat factors at play. There is how you get into the mood. There are things you do before that moment. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's not just that. If you feel like you have some performance issues or you're not in shape or something to that effect, then you can consult a physician or you can do some research and be like, okay, I'm this big and da 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 da, da and go from there. If you feel like you have like some, you know, performance anxiety or maybe you're not, you know, the bridge doesn't get raised as quickly or as, you know, properly as it should, well, look, do some research into that and see if there's something that uh, you think could be done to fix that. I know Dr. Rena Malik on YouTube does a lot of, she works like, you know, with urinary tracts and all that type of sexual organs and stuff like that. So maybe just looking up her on YouTube, Dr. Rena Malik, and seeing if there's something uh, going on. But that whole, I guess you'd call it big dick energy, um, it's not something that should really drag you down. There's a lot of things that you should be doing before it even comes to that point. A lot. And most of it starts with being comfortable being comfortable and being in the moment and giving all of your energy and your time and your attention and your effort before that thing even comes out of the pocket. You 
need to be doing the work before then. Not all the time, but most of the time. So that whole thing about it's 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 a general statement that is not a hundred percent accurate. Don't get me wrong; it can be a bonus, but at the end of the day, it's 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 almost irrelevant. It's almost entirely irre- irrelevant unless you are severely deficient. In which case, we there's a different conversation to be had, but not in your generalities that you're asking uh it's it isn't there the the validity is not there so you asked the question it was pretty straightforward i i gave you an answer uh there's not much more i can say about that beyond the fact that it's purely just asking a question in generalities so that's the end of that uh, that's enough for this week. We did Sundays. We had a, one drop on Sunday. We had drop, one drop on Wednesday. This one will be dropping uh, shortly uh, after I finish editing it. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can go ahead and hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com. The links are in the description down below, whatever you need. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Uh, like, subscribe, share, donate. I'm available across all platforms. I'm back on YouTube. Um, these podcasts are going to be a, generally a little bit shorter, between 25 and 40 minutes due to the mostly strict Q&A format that we're going to be go- use, utilizing going forward because we want to try and address people's issues and try to solve some problems and learn a few things uh, about what individual, what each individual is going through um, on a daily basis. So hopefully these have some impact on your own life and you can use some of the examples set by these folks to better your own situation. Um, so in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching and subscribing. Uh, if you have any, anywhere, if anywhere podcasts are available, including YouTube, Rumble, and then, of course, audio, anywhere it's available. You can also download it and stream it directly from my website, positivesarcasm.com. Okay? Very good. Thank you very much for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, for entertainment purposes only, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.